As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The wait is finally over, guys. Football is back. You might be at the game this year, or, you know, depending on where you live, but you can still get on the action at Bellline. They're going the extra mile to make sure you can get on anything imaginable this season. Game spreads, totals, team player, and coaching props. Bellline gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get on the season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win division and championship futures now. Head to bellline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bellline, your online sportsbook expert. All right, guys, welcome to another Pit Panther Rants and our Sports Rants podcast. White Harris, your host. Brought to you by Armchair Media. Take a seat. And sponsored by the folks at Betaline and, of course, Manscaped. How's it going, guys? It's technically Wednesday today, 1220. And it's, um, it's about week three of uh, virtual school. Now, to go through some of it, my kids are through all the technical stuff. I mean, my, my first day, my kid didn't even have school because, well, the uh, the website was down. And basically, he didn't do anything his first day of school. And, you know, they're, they're getting through all this stuff. But the thing is, is that what they're do, using it for, you know, the online stuff, it's a lot of clicks. It's, it's creating more work for the teachers and more for the students, more for everybody. I mean, I'm, I'm, about, to, I'm about to roll in HISD you know, the way things are going. But my kids will do virtual school for a while now. We just, you know, we declared it. The thing is, is it, you know, the schools really don't have a concrete plan. And, um, and right now it's just not a good, good idea to send them. You know, my daughter wanted to go, but it just, it's not the right time yet. So I'm going to do what's possible for them. I mean, they're going to have all the time in the world to socialize. Missing a school year, being at home, isn't going to hurt them too much. I mean, they, they have online chats now with, you know, through a school with, the, you know, with their, student, their classmates and stuff. So it'll work through. But um, Hurricane, Hurricane Beta came through Houston and it's still coming. Right now, it's just a lot of rain, and that's really all it is. I mean, where I'm at, it's not too bad. I mean, my yard's a little bit flooded, but not, like, over overblown. It's just got a lot of water. Just a big puddle. But, you know, that's just part of life. And, you know, as, as long as it's not, you know, as long as it's another, another Harvey, I'm good. So let's go to... Um, what happened on Saturday? Pitt took on Syracuse, and Pitt was a 21-point favorite in this game. And 21 points was obviously a generous spread. If things would have... Um, a couple bounces would have went their way. I think Pitt would have covered. 
but they just made too many mistakes, shanked a bunch of field goals, mis- mishandled a field goal snap, and they just, you know, they, they won 21-10, but the game itself, it really wasn't close. You know, Pitt's defense was very dominant. Kenny Pickett in the Pitt offense, they got off to a slow start, and part of that is also play calling as well. But, you know, to Kenny's credit, he had a nice stat line. I mean, 26 to 30, 25 to 36 for 215 yards, um, two touchdowns, one pick. But with a QBR of 156 1, ouch. But more important is he got the victory. You know, the, the running game was very under, it was, for the most part, there was, it had spurts, but it was underwhelming for the most part. I mean, Vincent Davis, 66 yards on 17 carries. A.J. Davis, 11 carries, 37 yards. Todd Sibley himself had two carries, eight and a half yards. I mean, they, there was no long runs. Syracuse's offense was was even more pathetic as well. I mean, Tommy DeVito was 9 of 15, 32 yards. Their only bright spot was Rex Culpepper, who was 4 of 9 for 80 yards and a touchdown. That was about it. There was Taj Harris, who, who had three catches, 72 yards. Pitt had three guys with five catches or more. I mean, they had Jared Wayne, five catches, 59 yards. Jordan Addison, seven catches, 57 yards. And DJ Turner, five catches, 48 yards. And let's not forget Shockey Jockey, three catches, 27 yards. So Pitt, um, you know, they got a bunch of guys who can catch the ball. Now on defense, Pitt's defense records seven sacks and 13 tackles for loss. That's really good. Not to mention they had an interception, thanks to Paris Ford. I mean, Syracuse's defense played well. Was played good. Yeah, they played good. Um, they played three three five, which is the most roll of pain in the ass defense to play against. Pitt's always had a problem with three three, you know, the three three five. That's what made West Virginia so annoying to me. Is they played that defense and they always had such a good luck with it. I just don't understand it. I mean, it was, you know, yeah. It was a, you know, didn't matter. I mean, that defense, for some reason, was always hard to dissect. I mean, you had to have really good playmakers to do it. But Pitt did on certain occasions. I mean, LaShawn McCoy was able to dissect the defense two years in a row. So we had that going for us. But the thing is, is this schedule is going to get harder for Pitt. And I just don't think that um, having this kind of um, performance on offense is going to win them more, any more games. I mean, unless Pitt's defense morphs into the uh, 2000 Baltimore Ravens, where like um, almost every win they had was by a shutout. Yeah, that's pretty much the only way they're going to do this. But yeah, I mean, as far as team stats go, Pitt had 342 yards of total offense. The penalties that were still there, I mean, that was another thing. You know, and of course, turnovers. So our hope is, is they get this stuff short up because, you know, they got Louisville next week, this coming Saturday, and it won't be an easy game. And speaking of that, we'll, we'll get into that here in a bit because uh, there were some, you know, some interesting things that happened in college football.
Now, as we look at the rest of the ACC this past weekend, uh, Clemson knocked off Citadel to 49 nothing, which was expected. Notre Dame kicked the crap out of um, South Florida, 52 nothing. Central Florida beat Georgia Tech, 49-21. Boston College, Phil Jerkovic made his debut, 17-23, 300 yards, two touchdowns. This BC knocked off Duke, 26 to six. NC State knocks off Wake, 45-42. That was a that was a shootout. Charlotte, North Carolina, obviously was canceled. But finally, the, the game of the week was um, Miami and Louisville. And this game itself may have changed the, the race in the ACC or may have an effect. The thing about Miami is they've had good teams, but the problem is, is it's always been the quarterback. They haven't had that quarterback. And that's what's always held them back. You know, um, in Mark Rick's first year, he was they were coasting. They meet Pitt. They they made, they made actually a good defense. Pitt dominated them, and Miami was never the same after that. Rick retired, and really the only thing that's been stopping keep Miami from you know being great as a quarterback. And I think they may have found one as they got Derek King from Houston as he transferred. Over to, you know, on Saturday night, he had 18, he was 18 of 30 for 325 yards, three touchdown passes. They killed Louisville on the ground. And you can hear the, and you can hear my laptop making, making noises. Receiving, like, Brevin Jordan, some catches 121 yards. That guy is a big-ass tight end, and he was a wrecking ball. But Louisville, to their credit, they, fought, they, they kept fighting. Willie Cunningham, 26 of 36, 307 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. Javon Hawkins, 27 carries, 164 yards. I mean, Louisville put up their stats as well, but uh, Miami ultimately came out of it. And that's the thing. Pitt cannot afford to have a slow start against Louisville because they will eat them up. What Pitt needs to do, though, is if I'm going between Kenny Pickett and Malik Cunningham in a shootout type of a game, I'm not going that route. I'm going to try to establish the running game and try to run the ball and control the tempo because if you get into a shoot against, shoot against Louisville, our team isn't built for this team currently right now. Austin P obviously, was just a freaking mirage because they, they sucked because since they blew them out. This team isn't built for shootouts. They're def- it's a defensive team. It's it's basically like almost like a Steelers power football team where it's control the tempo on the clock and the defense does the work. I mean, on paper, is this team capable of, of um, getting into a shootout? Sure. But they got to realize that here. I mean, this is probably the game where they have to realize it. Because last year... They gave up more points than they scored, and they're headed. To, they're, they may be heading that direction again. So let's let's hope not. But you know this schedule isn't going to get get easy. So this team, last week they looked like they were you know, like the offense we saw last year. I mean, where they looked like you know, for some games they they just played. I mean, they 
they got to be up and ready. They got to be in sync. I mean, last week they just weren't. I mean, they eventually they had some you know spats here where they where they looked really good, but they got put a they got to put a full sixty minutes together, a complete game, and hopefully close this one out because this game ain't gonna be easy, and the schedule isn't gonna be easy. And if this program must be great. They got they got to freaking strap it on and do do it. Now, looking at the rest of the top 25, Oklahoma State beats Tulsa 16-7. Cincinnati wiped out Austin P. Louisiana beats Georgia State 34-31. Marshall beats Appalachian State. Jesus, that's all there was? Yeah. SEC will be starting up here pretty soon, in fact. Let's take a look at that week four. If there is week four. Week four, we got Kansas State, Oklahoma, Florida, Ole Miss, T- Kentucky, and Auburn. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it, this weekend, guys, is gonna be a fun one. Mississippi State, LSU, Texas, Texas Tech, Army, Cincinnati, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, Georgia, Arkansas. Yeah, this, this is gonna be a really good weekend. And then next next month, we got. Um, the Big Ten and Pac-12 come back, and supposing the MAC might become, you know, might be come back as well. So we may get some action here. Now, as far as the Big Ten goes, they're coming back, and I see a lot of people upset over this for a lot of reasons. And the thing is, is it's to me, I don't. I'm not sure if so much if it's because of this, if it's the current concerns of players. I think it's more politics is what it feels like. Because, you know, the president of the United States got involved in the Big Ten thing. And obviously the Big Ten decided to change their course to, to recontinue the season. So obviously the president now gets to claim credit for saving the Big Ten. And people are mad about that. Obviously, his, his hate, you know, the people who oppose him hate it because now he has to claim credit for it. So it's not really, to me, it doesn't feel like there's concern about the football players at all. Nobody cares about it. Nobody really cares about the football players. They care more about the politics of it than the, than the players. But, you know, as far as, it, as far as things go, I mean, I mean, ACC, a bunch of teams are still playing and as long as teams are t- making the precautions, t- doing the right guidelines, hey, we're still doing it. I mean, these guys are, you know, are doing it as well. So let's take a look at the um, ACC for week four. We got Pitt and Louisville. Pitt has a tough defense. Uh, Louisville, not so much. But Pitt's a three-point favorite in this one, which I don't, you know, I'm not sure. The over-under this game is 55. I probably would, hmm. I'd probably take the under under this one because I think it's, if Pitt wins, it's going to be a low-scoring game. If they lose, I think it's going to be a high-scoring one. It just depends if Pitt can play. To, Pitt's got the weapons to do it. It just, we'll see. Georgia Tech and Syracuse, Texas eight-point favorite. 
Honestly, I like Syracuse's defense in this one. I think Syracuse gets the win column for this week. They're going to knock on Georgia Tech. Duke, Virginia. Duke just isn't good. You know, they lost Notre Dame. They lost last week to, you know, to BC. They got Virginia. I think this game will be a low-scoring one. I like UVA in this one. Texas State and Boston College. Yeah, that's an obvious one. BC, I think, gets goes to 2-0. Florida State, Miami. FSU just isn't there yet. Mike Norvell's supposedly isn't coaching this game because of, you know, he couldn't try to COVID, which we'll get into later. But Miami's 2-0. I think they rolled to 3-0. Virginia Tech will open against NC State. Tech's done with a lot of, you know, players out. I think they'll still win this one. NC State did, still, did play a hell of a game. Notre Dame and Wake. This game's postponed because supposedly Notre Dame has some, you know, some issues with the, uh, with the COVID. But as we look at the SEC, Florida and Ole Miss. Uh, Joey Freshwater, Lane Kiffin, makes his debut. Uh, I think Florida wins this one, though. But... Uh, would surprise me if Kiffin finds a, finds a way. He's kind of ballsy. Kentucky and Auburn. I like Auburn in this one. Mississippi State and LSU. It's an interesting one because this is going to be their first game with Joe Burrow. Um, I got to go go Mississippi State on this one. They're 16-point favorites, 16-point dogs. I think they cover, and I think they win. Georgia and Arkansas. Razorbacks are hot garbage, so I go with Georgia. Bama, Missouri, I go with Alabama. Texas A&M and Vanderbilt. I think Texas A&M is going to have a really good season this year. I think they're, to me, they're kind of like the dark horse. I go with A&M. Tennessee, Carolina. I'm going with Tennessee. And of course, the Big Twelve. Kansas State, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, obvious winner there. TCU and Iowa State. I'd probably go with TCU in this one. Texas, Texas Tech. Um, Texas is a team-point favorite. Tech struggled in their first game. They won, but they struggled. Um, Over-under 70 points. Mm, I think it goes under. I like Texas, though. The win, but I I think they covered, too. West Virginia, Oklahoma State. I take Oklahoma State. And then Kansas and Baylor. I guess Baylor's still trying to play them. I think they are going to play them. Uh, yep. They're slated to. Obviously, Baylor's a 16 point favorite. They're getting 16 points against Kansas. I mean, I mean, no, Kansas is getting 16 points, but that's a pretty good. I think Baylor's going to cover that. They should cover it with no problem. But, anyways. That is what I have for college football. And you guys, with college football and, of course, the NFL, you can get on, on the action at bellline.ag. They're going extra mile to make sure you get on anything imaginable. Game spreads, totals, team player, and coaching props. They're going to give you more options than any place online. And they got season opening bonuses you can take advantage of. Go check at bellline.ag, sign up today, and play some bets. And of course, you guys, with the um, 
with things starting to open back up, you want to get, get the manscaped. Because, you know, dang season will be come back. So you got to be prepared. And the Manscaped has the Lawnmower 3.0, which is an electric trimmer. It's designed to give you the confidence boost for body image. So whether it's a long-term relationship or a one-night stand, you want to be prepared. You want to have your, you want to have your fellas nice and bald, nice and clean down there. And you want, you want them smelling good, too, because you know what? Manscaped has a crop preserver. It's a deodorant for your balls. So you know what? That one-night stand, you may get a follow-up date after that. You, you never know. And, of course, the Shears 2.0. It's a nail piece kit. Gives you, gives you all the things you need to make your nails look good. Or, you know what, if you're not into that, just give them to the, give them to the girl you're dating. Or guy, whichever you prefer. So go to manscaped.com. Enter the promo code armchair. Get 20% off your, your order. And, of course, free shipping. Now, there was a funny thing that came over my timeline last week. And I can kind of relate to this, so I'm going to play it right. From, this is Mike Camerlingo, a comedian who does those 60-second uh, shorts. So here's what he has to say. This was funny. This is a sports radio host going through a divorce. I'm Mike Camerlingo, and here's your sports minute. The Celtics lost the Heat last night by five. Five, that's the number of years I spent watching HGTV. Do I regret the weekend in 2017? I camped out at a Barnes & Noble trying to meet Chip and Joanna Gaines? No. I don't. We all make choices, and I fucking love a vintage farmhouse. The Celtics got outscored in the paint, and if there's ever a place you do not want to mess up, it's the paint. God forbid we try to spice the living room up with a little blue sky, but yeah, sure. The guy at Home Depot wants to take her side. Yeah, let's go with it. Not sure if he can even do six dips like you know who, but yeah, whatever. He's the expert. This way, nearly lead, Boston fell apart in the third quarter after the Heat started dropping threes. Of course, that pales in comparison to the kitchen bathroom heaters my mother-in-law has been dropping during quarantine. A window, a match, good God, my nose is no more. After the game, there was an argument in the Celtics locker room between players, but that's a normal relationship if you ask me. Feel like that someone else has started a paintball league with his high school friends, it's important you just talk face-to-face instead of getting a bunch of lawyers involved. The Celtics are down two games to none, but remember, they still have a few more chances. More chances. Something I apparently waved bye-bye to after I drunkenly sent Lisa's family a picture of my cousin Teddy's inflamed asshole. I like that a lot. So, I just had to take a page out of his book. And here is sports radio host who's had enough of uh, Twitter and, of course, the whole woke thing. So, here goes, folks. <clears throat> Pitt knocked off Syracuse this past Saturday at Hinesfield. Pitt's offense got to a slow start, but then became woke. Woke like those West Coast cities that are millennial reporters pinched their nipples to. Also in the ACC, Florida State coach Mike Norvell contracted COVID, and he won't be at the game this Saturday. Oh, that's great. More wine from the virtual signaling in the sports media. You know, I bet some of these guys wear three comms to have sex with when they're hooking up with their partners. Meanwhile, in the NBA, Janice Anticopa won the MVP. LeBron James finished second, which I'm sure made all the trust fund hipsters who love to tell me how to live my life cry with their emotional support animals. Yeah, you know what? I'm living my best life. So go suck down a soy latte while you're at it. And eat shit. LeBron finished second. And finally, more fans will be allowed to attend NFL games while Heinz Field remains empty thanks to our pussy leadership in the government. That's okay. I'll just go to a crowded-ass restaurant, have a few beers, and watch the game in other places where there's still America. 
Thank you, and as our sports minute. And you know, I'm sure you guys know who I'm talking about. On Twitter, and you know, big shot to him. I, you know, I have no, you know, I, I mean, I have no issues with Paul's ice. I think he's actually. My dealings with him have been fine, of course. I'm sure he'll get a kick out of this as well. So, because you know, that's pretty much how, you know where I got, got all this from. I mean, he gave me enough material for this part of it. You know, I wanted to do the whole divorce thing because you know I, you know, I'm recently have went through the same thing, but I wanted to do something a little different here. So you know, Paul, if I get any royalties off this, I'll gladly share them with you. Anyways, uh, also around in sports, I just watched the NBA um, Western Conference Finals. Denver knocked off the Lakers, and I'm telling you what, um, Game 4 becomes a must-win for the Lakers because the longer the series goes, it favors the Nuggets. The Nuggets' last two series went seven games, and they were able to wear their opponents down. And, of course... You know, well, look what they did the the Clippers, and if you saw Game Three, the Lakers were but Lakers made a comeback, but they were tired. So that's why this game becomes. I mean, if it wasn't for Anthony Davis's three in Game Two, you know, Nuggets are up two to one, and three, you know, Lakers are even more in a world of hurt. But this becomes a must win. The Celtics are down two games to one, and obviously, Game Four is a must win for them. He's just he's just playing really good basketball right now, and those, you, know, late, you know the Celtics got stringed together. Also, to close out, guys, um, the NFL still underway. I love Cam Newton with Bill Belichick so far. I think he played a hell of a game against the you know, Seahawks. For the Steelers, Big Ben is back. You know he's doing his thing. The Steelers got the Texans this set this Sunday, and the Texans are just hot garbage right now. I mean, I'm not sure if Bill Belichick. I mean, not Bill. I mean, Bill. Bill Belichick. Bill O'Brien gets another year. He got rid of Hopkins, who's flourishing in Arizona. I mean, they're three point favorites in this game. The Steelers are, but you know, Deshaun Watson's a hell of a player, but he might need to get the hell out of. Um, Houston, as much as I like to say that, he got a four-year deal for $160 million, so he's going to get paid. But um, I'm sure Bill O'Brien wants another year. He has to build this team, but I'm not sure he, if he's going to get it. I mean, I think this team's going to take a big nosedive. I mean, at one point, this team had Deshaun Watson, Duke Hopkins, and then they had... J.J. Watt, Whitney Merciless, Jadavion Clowney. They had, they, had, they had a whole bunch of leadership in this locker room. And I felt the culture of the team was changing. And just I felt it was changing. The, these players are gone. I don't get it. Anyways, guys. Enjoy your weekend unless I podcast some more before this week's over. I doubt it. Stay safe out there. Hell to pits. Bye.